Hi, I'm Bridget Wood, and you're listening to Miso Scoop, the podcast. So last weekend, I should have been doing this podcast, but instead I went away to Nico for the weekend. So apologies for the late podcast, but a bonus, you get to hear about my trip to Nico. So Nico is this really gorgeous alpine village about two and a half hours north of Tokyo. And a group of friends and I were going to head up there. Now, luckily for us, one of my friends owns a car, which means our lives got so much easier um, and we were able to drive up there. Now, it really was a bit of a novelty to be in a car because I have not sat in one since I've arrived in Tokyo. Very few people own cars here because the metro is just so good. It's also very expensive to own a car here. Getting your license alone costs about two and a half to three grand. So people very much depend on the trains. Now, as exciting as it was to be in a car, driving here is quite tricky and I am forever grateful that I was not the driver. For starters, the signposting is terrible. You come to the fork in the road with two options and only then do they tell you what fork goes where instead of 200 metres back so you can get in the right lane. Driving is also pretty tough. The Japanese are so polite, but when it comes to driving, that seems to just go straight out the window. There's no letting you into another lane. They're tailgating the whole way, stealing your car parks. It's a nightmare. The other crazy thing about driving in Japan I learned during our trip to Nikko is that the tolls here are insane. We paid a $60 toll to drive on a piece of road. And unlike in Australia, where if you don't want to pay the toll, you can usually get around it by taking a maybe slightly longer route. Here, that's not really an option. You kind of just pay it. And the thing is, though, our $60 toll wasn't that big a deal. Tolls can go up to $100, $120 here, which is pretty expensive for people going on a day trip. For us, though, we were away for the weekend, and we had it split four ways, so it's pretty good. Cheaper than a train ticket at any rate. Anyway, once we survived the tolls, the driving, and actually managed to find Nico, which was a whole challenge in itself, we managed to get there at lunchtime starving. Now, Nico is a little town, but if it wasn't for the Japanese written everywhere and the monkeys that just happened to be wandering the streets, you would think you were in Switzerland. The buildings are literally little ski chalets, and there are these enormous mountains surrounding the town. It's really quite gorgeous and quite unexpected. We found this little lunch spot, which just happened to be selling the local delicacy, Yuba. Now, thankfully, this wasn't the intestines-type delicacy that we were possibly worried we'd be getting, but Yuba is, in fact, super-thin tofu, rolled out flat and then rolled up again into balls and spirals. It's soft and delicate and delicious, and it's served in a big bowl of soup and noodles, and it was just heavenly. My eyes appealed for any sign of it in Tokyo, with no luck just quite yet. Another delicious find that we came across was Nico Brewing, where they make blueberry wine, which is delicious. I could have bought a whole crate back with me if I didn't have to navigate the metro with it. As well as the blueberry wine, the hills above Nico are also quite fabulous. There's beautiful scenery, gorgeous 100-meter drop waterfalls, monkeys hanging off in the trees, and this most beautiful lake. And watching the fishermen in their wages casting out, the boats coming back into shore, it was just stunning. So stunning, in fact, we thought it would be a great time to have a bit of a sunset onsen. Problem is, in a town that is famous for the onsen, could we find any? No.
So instead we settled for dinner and some more blueberry wine, which I think was a pretty fair compromise. Day number two, we were woken up quite early by another earthquake, um, which although interrupted our Sunday morning sleep in, meant we could get up bright and early and head to probably the most famous thing in all of Nikko, which is the Toshugu Shrine. Now, there are a lot of shrines in Japan, but this one is famous for a reason, because it's just beautiful. It's 400 years old, enormous, full of plenty of different structures spread out through this enormous forest with trees that literally five people could hold hands around. Now, all the individual temples and buildings here are carved, painted, there's beautiful patterns everywhere. It's gorgeous. And a fun fact for you, the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys, which seem to be quite famous in modern day pop culture, are actually carved into the walls there. This is one of the starting places for the monkey trio. So I re if you're ever in the region, I really do recommend it. I can get quite templed and shrined out when you see too many, but this is one that is actually worth seeing. So then it was time to hit the road again and head on home, and I can say that it was a 10 out of 10 weekend. On one last closing note, though, before we finish up for this podcast, I was walking past my local shrine today where a group of school kids were out practicing for a performance I guess they were going to be doing at school. They had the live band there to rehearse, and they were playing this. sounded so lovely I thought I just had to share it but anyway until next week I'm Bridget Wood and you've been listening to Miso Scoop <laughs>